1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show.
2: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Yesterday, after the market closed, I listened to Apple and Amazon both say the supply chain has hit their businesses to the tune of billions of dollars of left on table revenue. I knew that coming into today, we're not going to be talking glorious. On Wall Street. Uh, we might be able to eke something out, but Apple's going to be a drag and Amazon's going to be a drag as well. <clears throat> Amazon's down 3.6%. They're a big company in market weighted indexes. That's an ouch. Same thing with Apple, down 3.2%. Now, of note, yesterday Apple was up about $5, and today Apple is down about $5. So you see it down 3.1%, but it rallied 2% yesterday. It's not that big of a move. It's not something to get that stressed over. But it is worthy of note that their supply chain left $6 billion on the table. Tim Cook added it up and said, if we had our druthers, this is what we would have sold. It seems very odd. In um, probably the best marketing deal ever, Megan the Stallion or Megan the Stallion will have a long term interest in Popeyes. Um, branding and marketing, <clears throat> very big and very powerful to success or failure of product. I think she will deliver the audience she's supposed to deliver a much like bts has delivered the audience for mcdonald's travis scott you get the idea celebrity branding is a big thing right now i listened to an Ari manuel interview the other day and talked about how he created endeavor which was a talent agency for um hollywood and tv artists but what they started doing a couple of years ago, he learned that like, well, my clients want to do some other stuff too. Idris Elbow may want to do an advertising agency. Mark Wahlberg may want to do a hamburger. So we need to have a social influencer angle and help them develop other product on top of their acting skills. So that's very interesting. So I think the Megan the Stallion story is actually kind of nice. If you ask me, Apple said it sees pressures increasing in its fiscal first quarter, but that it's expecting a strong quarter for growth. What's interesting to note about that is the pressures are coming right during Christmas and dang it, if you want your iPhone 13, you probably want to order it now. If you think you're going to want it in the first quarter of 2022, you're probably going to want to order it now. That's worthy of note. The supply chain hit them pretty hard last year due to COVID. They didn't really launch their phone until after Christmas. This year, they got it out on time, but they left somewhere between 4 to $6 billion in product on the table because they didn't have the supply to meet the demand. Now, again, we all know the first quarter is typically the nerdy people who like to say, I got the new phone. But they need to get this fixed quickly because is it demand lost or is it demand deferred? And the longer it happens, more people are going to say, I can use my, my flip phone or I, I can use this cracked phone a little bit longer or I can get it fixed. Exxon and Chevron are up today, better than expected earnings reports. Exxon announced a new buyback program for up to $10 million over the next 12 24 months. Chevron posted record-free cash flow. Interesting to note that they're energy companies, and energy is having a very, very good year. Demand has not been a problem for them. Supply has been an issue. But behind this huge surge in energy prices that has bolstered the results, turning our eyeballs off of corporate earnings and into the infrastructure dealings, President Biden presented a $1.75 trillion framework for the social spending package. Yet, there still seems to be the progressive side of the Democrats that are really accepting it as of now. So the vote that was supposed to happen this week is now being delayed to next week. Don't watch the sausage being made if you can help it. Uh, economic data, the personal income and spending report comes out today and the focal point is on personal income and spending is mixed. Personal income declined 1% month over month with the expiration of unemployment benefits and decreases in general government social benefits. Personal spending was up a percent month over month little bit of a divergence there um there was a price index pce this gets really really granular and it's not fun to talk about but basically there's stickiness of inflation pressures and recognition that the drop in income prompted consumers spend out of savings to meet their needs and wants the personal savings rate as a percentage of disposable income fell seven and a half percent uh to seven and a half percent from 9.2 percent so as we're playing out the pandemic recovery people are spending money and now they're dipping into savings that's all we need to stress about in my opinion let's take a look at some of the top stories of the day in my opinion Um, The general theme is treasury yields rise on that inflation data. And taking a look at Apple, it's not down an egregious amount, but it's definitely not up. And the not down egregiously is they've got a pretty good shareholder base that feels pretty comfortable holding. We're seeing the S&P 500 down one quarter of one percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average basically sideways. It's down seven bucks. Which means 0.02 tenths of a percent. Good job, Zeta. Weaker growth. Just tie it all together. Oh, interesting note. Uh, no, it's not an interesting note. I was gonna say the Russell 2000s up when the S and P the Dow and the uh, Nasdaq are all slightly in the red, but the Russell's just slightly in the green. So, that can change in two minutes. Crude oil's down to 82.47 a barrel. As it as it creeps from 65 to 70, 75 to 80, it becomes really dangerous. It's like stepping on cracked glass and you think you're going to fall through. As it goes to 85, 90, 95, 100, it feels like it's putting more and more pressure on the economy. I am actually... Okay, if oil were to dip right here, it shows a little bit less growth, but it also takes some inflationary pressures off. Gasoline has gotten ridiculously high in California to the point that people are starting to tell stories of, yep, I looked at my odometer and I saw one quarter of a tank and I usually would pull in and get gas, but I'm going to let this one ride. Well, you're going to eventually get gas. It could be higher or lower next week. Thought is, as we get away from summer, it gets lower. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black.
1: Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's
2: robblackshow.com. So, on this show, I talk on a regular basis about names like Visa, McDonald's, and Starbucks. And how they're big brands. If you did a deep dive into the show it's a lot about brand analysis on wall street publicly traded companies talking about what should you own as investments getting into retirement what does that look like visa's in trouble right now because they've offered financial incentives to square and paypal as part of its antitrust investigation the Department of Justice – the Justice Department – the Justice League. So one of these days I'm going to totally blow this. The investigators are probing if Visa's deals prevented payment firms from using other card networks or money movement technologies. Um Square was working with networks, including Visa and lesser known companies to route transactions. Visa acquired a stake in Square when it was a small startup. Visa offered lower fees for Square to send performance payments to use the company leading uh, to Square using Visa for many of its cash app transactions. So Visa stock is under pressure. Starbucks stock is under pressure because they had a bad quarter in China because China – had another bad bout with COVID. You don't get very many opportunities by brand name companies on discount. Sometimes during earnings season, there's a disruption. It's worthy of note. You should consult a broker advisor for taking action you know, on any socks ever mentioned on the show. But McDonald's is higher after earnings, Starbucks is lower after earnings. They're both big brand companies, right? Big blue chip companies. Will a big brand like this fail? I don't think so. But again, I enjoy watching these come out of earnings season enormously. Let's talk about some other issues out there for us to chew on. One of the things that I did this week that... I thought was worthy of repeating, it was from early in the week I told you that Hulu is broadcast in two languages, HBO Max in four, Disney in 16, Netflix is in 37. That's the statistic I want to come back to a couple more times to remind you when brands are on sale, if it's a company like, reasons why you like it. Chevron and Exxon are both trading higher today. That's worthy of note because of the price of oil. Inflation, 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 inflation. We've heard it all year long. One area we're seeing it is the rise of oil prices. If you invested in an oil index this year, you feel like you invested in Amazon and Microsoft and Apple in the go-go times. It's been that kind of good. There's some good news and bad news for Apple and Amazon. First it was car companies, then it was industrials. Now Apple and Amazon are getting hit by the global supply chain. woes that seem to be getting worse. If big tech isn't immune, then shortages are likely to be growing, risk for many companies. The, the, the major tone I got from Apple yesterday was that they left $6 billion in quarterly sales, missing revenue estimates for the first time since 2016, that if the supply chain's hitting them, it's going to hit everyone. Amazon missed earnings estimates, and CFO Brian Olofsky, CFO, said wage growth and inflation added $2 billion in cost to the company's results. Neither company is getting beat up too bad today, Investors have paid for the problems in the hiccups. General Electric, Caterpillar, Honeywell, General Motors all saw massive drops in deliveries, higher prices. Um, The idea of hurry up and waiting is what we're being told on inflation. So you're going to have to wait it throughout. So if what could hit Amazon, it could probably hit Home Depot. It could probably hit Best Buy and Ulta Beauty. There's a silver lining. The economy has a supply problem, not an demand problem. That's not lost on us. People still want new cars, even if auto companies are having trouble producing them. People still want new phones, even if tech companies have problems producing them. People still want to order more from Amazon But it's a goofy supply chain. And if you got a Halloween costume, good. If you waited, you're probably like, oh, that's disappointing. Plan your Christmas now, people. I'm telling you, it could get a little bit dicier. Lithium-ion battery maker SK Innovation is partnering with technology startup Solid Power on the next generation of EV batteries that promise better cost, safety, and performance. Solid state for EB, EV batteries refers to having a solid instead of a liquid electrolytes. The car industry is very interested in solid state batteries because they are cheaper to make, lighter, less likely to catch fire and offer improved performance. So keep an eye on SK Innovation out of South Korea and solid power, not publicly traded. Why do I bring that up? There's going to be some Genius ideas, and it's going to madden you that you're not able to invest in them. Apple's problems are not over. I want to remind myself of that. The, they spent, <clears throat> they have the lowest levels of cash in like five years, which means they did a lot of buybacks and the stock's not rallying. To, <clears throat> it's getting support, but it's not exactly blowing it up. So their cash draws are telling me that they're doing a lot of buybacks. Sales of iPhones were $38.9 billion, up 47% year-over-year. Year. That's amazing. iPad sales were up 21%. For Apple, who probably benefited on the teeter-totter side of, "wee, this is fun, during COVID, as we go back to school, it should hurt their hardware sales in Macs and iPads. Max sales in the quarter grew to 9.2 billion, up 2%. Wearable revenue was came in a little bit on the light side. Again, it was not in the backdrop of the pandemic and the backdrop of supply chain issues. You go, that was a great quarter, but it wasn't very Apple. Now, service revenues was interesting because it came in at 18.3 billion, up 26% year over year, and they're in some hot water with services right now. And Senator Amy Klobuchar really has Apple in their sights with the App Store and wanting Apple to have another store. Keep in mind, China has four or five App Stores out there. And it's a wild, wild west, and it's problematic in China. Apple's kind of right controlling it is a good thing, but not for competition. Oh, it's going to be that time to start thinking about things, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: Find us at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested more. Yesterday, the markets were all in the green. All in the green: Nasdaq, S&P, Dow Jones Industrial Average. Ten-year Treasury sits at 1.57%, so it's under that 1.6. 1. 1.6 1. 6 seems to be like eh, it stalls out there. As it goes to 1.7, there will be more confidence in the economy. 1.8, even more confidence in the economy. But some of the data we're seeing, or maybe some of the compromises in the Biden budget. Or some of the reads on inflation are causing us to say, yeah, let's keep keep this number down. Ford was at 8.7% yesterday. What a run Ford's having. Some analysts think Ford's not going to be the next Tesla, which is a weird thing to say. But that you should look at it because they're going to get a piece of the electric uh, vehicle pie. Now, has that closed at a record high? But don't expect that today. Amazon.com. No, it's just Amazon. And Apple posted disappointing earnings due to supply chain squeezes. And what's bad for them is probably bad for the whole industry. The U.S. economy grew last quarter at its slowest pace since the beginning of the recovery last summer. 2% annualized. Economists expect growth to pick back up this quarter with COVID case counts lower. Sometimes I have to block my words, right? COVID case counts. Um, Logistics disruptions from what we heard yesterday out of Tim Cook at Apple, that the COVID-related side of the slowdown in Asia is getting better. You know a couple weeks ago we heard the Southeast was getting rocked and where the rest of the country wasn't really in the United States. Asia's been getting rocked. Well, we told you so. Um, Mark Zuckerberg changed the name of Facebook to Meta. He's even going to change the ticker symbol. Um, Right now, our brand is so tightly linked with one product that it can't possibly represent everything we're doing today, let alone in the future. So says Elon Musk, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and part of the metaverse is going to be virtual reality and augmented reality. And the number one thing Zuckerberg's working on is the future of the metaverse and augmented reality. I'm not going to say he doesn't care about Facebook, but a lot like Blue Origin is being run by Jeff Bezos at Amazon, Zuckerberg's moving on from his main product to his next one, in my opinion. And he's also trying to move away from the dicey situations that are at Facebook, the company that he's shepherded to this point. Meta is separated out its Reality Labs unit, which is home to Oculus and other virtual reality products. The other unit is the family of apps whatsapp like App, Instagram, etc. The company is spending so much money on Metaverse, like hiring 10,000 jobs in Europe to work on it, that operating profits will take a $10 billion hit this year. Um, this is like Philip Morris changed their name to Altria. <clears throat> um I think the big issue that we should be watching with Facebook is not the metaverse angle, but the angle on um, Facebook and teenagers leaving the platform and the privacy issues denting their advertising pursuits. I intentionally went through my cookies yesterday and made sure that Facebook cookies were all continually going in the trash. Just not, my, just not my thing, and it's funny I invest in the company. New spending bill. <clears throat> the White House rolled it out yesterday. A new personalized framework, so to speak, for build back, better, build back Better Act. Who names these things? It has heaps of cash going into climate, social welfare, and educational programs. It was initially a $6 trillion price tag. Then it got brought down to $3.5 trillion. Democrats corralled the package down to $1.75 trillion. Then Senator Manchin and Sinema had to get figured out and put on board with trying to make it pay for itself by taxing billionaires or people making $100 million a year an additional year of the enhanced tax credit for children. Universal pre-K for more than 6 million three and four year olds. I think that's a good thing. I know when you start getting into parenting issues, you have no clue what it's like until you're actually a parent. But giving parents a place to put their kids so they can start socializing, so they can start being ready for kindergarten, so they can transition from kindergarten to first grade like It, it structure is important Environmental tax credits f- of up to twelve thousand five hundred dollars for new electric vehicles incentives for installing solar panels What's out paid family leave Initially 12 weeks were floated, but the proposal has now been entirely cut Two free years of community college gone prescription drug price decreases Medical, dental, and vision coverage for Medicare, Medicaid, medi those type of social programs. So what we lost is the big one to me. Two years of community college. I would have loved that. I would like our states to put more pressure on getting kids ready for the workforce. Because right now we kind of say, and after high school, good luck. <clears throat> My financial knowledge didn't come to me on my own. It didn't come to me from school. It it came from, you know, grinding it out and, and living life. Prescription drug price decreases would have been wonderful. Previous versions of the bill would be allowed Medicare to negotiate drug prices. So some things got dropped. And some of them are important, in my opinion. Again, if the government doesn't pay for your community college, I hope your parents will. And I think more education will not hurt, especially when it's um, geared towards career. 800 516 1220 calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. A couple of other things to you need to know today. Uh, Facebook is definitely changing its name. Elon Musk is criticizing the billionaire tax again. He said he would use the money to take humanity to Mars and preserve the light of consciousness. (laughs) Uh, That's a good one. Zillow is selling hundreds of homes for less than it paid for them. You know, Zillow has this weird little algorithm. And uh, they help you figure out the price of your home. And then they see like, hey, look, we can buy one of these ourselves and we can flip it. Sell it in a couple months for hire. So now what Zillow is telling us is that it got a little dicey. Almost two-thirds of the homes that Zillow is listing in markets like Atlanta, Phoenix, and Houston are selling for less than it paid. It is floundering as a company. I really, really want to like this company. I really, really want to invest in this company. But now I have to let this one p- play itself out. Employees are writing concerned farewell messages as they leave Facebook. So that's kind of Interesting. Employees are telling other employees that artificial intelligence won't save it from pressing issues. Some people are feeling gaslit by management increasingly burnt out. Um, Like I said, Facebook has a lot of issues right now. McDonald's is going all in on its automated drive-thrus as the fast food chain grapples with labor shortages. It's partnered with IBM to implement AI technology in its drive throughs so it comes down to this. You pay someone $17, $18 an hour to sit in the back drive through area and, you know, welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order. And you get 10 different, 15, 20 different accents that you have to work through. You get some ignorant people, but it's kind of a customer business, right? What IBM is doing is trying to install voice recognition so that you can order outside, it can be processed and routed. McDonald's did did this exact experiment in Chicago earlier in the year in 10 restaurants outside Chicago. Now they're rolling out to 14,000 restaurants, a little bit bigger of a challenge. Just going to more 21st century, right? And it, it shouldn't surprise you. And as we've learned in this labor market, five years ago, we were talking about livable wages in the fast food industry. Couple years after that, we're talking about putting in kiosk to try to cut down on the number of people working inside the restaurant because McDonald's doesn't want to pay livable wages and lose money. Or I don't know what the problem is, right? Then the pandemic hits and all restaurants are closed. And the pandemic hits and we're like, hey, open up the drive-through. Now the pandemic is at the stage of um, that drive-through person can be replaced with a kiosk, and that kiosk is be speech recognition. And in theory, people aren't going back to jobs and they're being pickier about what they're going back to. So the industry is automating for need of labor, but it's also automating for cost of labor. Two different changes in the pandemic. Very interesting. I'm Rob Black. talking all things financial money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
1: Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at RobBlackShow.com. RobBlackShow.com.
2: Let's talk about what we saw, interestingly enough, from Ford yesterday. Ford shares soared 13%. I'm not saying Tesla, I'm saying Ford. Ford hit a seven-year high on the back of strong third-quarter earnings. Ford's stock got a boost from a new plan to spend $11 billion to build three new battery plants. It's part of Ford's broader pivot towards electric vehicles. Ford has been a retail investor favorite. It's so funny. I'm just not a Ford guy grew up in the world where on the playground we'd say, you know what Ford stands for, right? I go, no, what? This is me. No, what? And the kid would snicker, found on road dead. And he'd go, But I grew up that Ford stock. I I grew up that American automakers weren't up to Toyota. I I grew up with that concept. So it's really, really tough for me to look at the stock. And for the better part of the, the, the 80s and the 90s, Ford did suck. And their new cars it could come out with, you'd go, that sucks. So it, it never really peeled to my age bracket. As an investor, I, I, don't, I can't get over that for some reason. Little bit of blinders I have on, right? I would have loved having a stock that was up 90% this year like Ford. But my blinder stopped me from even seeing it on my radar. The biggest Ford bull on Wall Street is a guy named Dan Levy. Not Eugene Levy, but Dan Levy. He's got a $23 price target on the stock. 31% above where it was trading yesterday. So he sees momentum still. El Salvador's president, Bukele, said the country bought $25 million worth of Bitcoin after waiting to buy the dip. When Bitcoin tumbled below fifty nine thousand at one point on Wednesday, a two week low, El Salvador added another four hundred twenty bitcoins to its official holdings. Either genius or foolish, when the government starts buying volatile currency, Tesla stock reportedly made up half of all options trades earlier this week. Investors are betting that Tesla can surge even higher after topped one trillion. Let's talk about this. Elon Musk, he is a once in a generation person you can invest with. If you had bought and sold Tesla, bought and sold Tesla, bought and sold Tesla, you probably have done pretty well. You could have even bought it and then sold it short, bought it and then sold it short. You don't want to bet against Elon Musk. I don't have any personal connection with Musk. I know some people that have worked at Tesla and SpaceX and have burned out. So I know him three people removed, right? The guy's a genius, but there's a lot of geniuses in the world who don't do anything in particular. From... Anecdotal stories with friends. He's an incredibly nice guy in no way, shape, or form. He's particularly driven. He thrives on chaos. And that's not the right work environment for some people. He's built a car company from bottom up. He's built a solar company, which more or less failed, but that's okay. And a spaceship company, it boggles the mind that he's done this three times. He's making his employees fabulously wealthy with stock options. Some people have speculated that Elon Musk might be the world's first trillionaire. That is probably going to happen when SpaceX comes public. Currently, is valued at over a hundred billion dollars. The space industry is still not getting a lot of attention. All things considered, for Getting low-flying, not low-flying, but uh, regularly flying satellites up in the air, cargo. After the first crewed private space launch, it doesn't even show up on TV anymore, like at all. We're still going to space on a regular basis with Blue uh, Blue Origin and SpaceX and NASA. It's becoming a little bit, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Three, two, one, I get it. Blast off. It's going to be a profitable industry, but it won't be something that we're really accustomed to. Like we are with Tesla now for 20 years, the way we talk about Tesla now is the way if you go back 20 years, we were talking about SpaceX the same way now. When SpaceX comes public, buy it, consider buying it. Um, in my opinion, I think everywhere that Musk is going on a lot of levels is about the future. And if you live in the now and you're like, this this Apple phone is futuristic. No, Apple's phone vision is very mature and developed at this point. They need to get another future vision going with augmented reality glasses. There's a new feature on the Apple phone, which is really cool. <clears throat> You can point your camera at text and ask "Do you want me to copy that text so you can paste it into a menu on Instant Messenger or paste it somewhere else. So your camera can now read text, grab it, and paste it. Now, this is important because in the future, we're going to need a camera on our augmented reality glasses to see Spanish when I'm in on vacation on a fabulous Spanish island, and I don't know any Spanish at all. And I want to order something plain because I'm not a big uh, vegetable eater, and I need to understand the menu. My glasses will be able to look at the text, translate it, and tell me what it's saying. You need future thinkers, the only one who's dominating it. No, not the only one. This is wrong to say. Zuckerberg's trying to do it with the metaverse. But everything. Elon Musk does, it's future thinking. It blows my mind. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more.
1: Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is The Rob Black Show.